What's up, everyone? This is Must Go Faster, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brantlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And out in Long Beach, California, reattaching my vibranium arm blaster, I'm Robert Denfeld. So in this episode, we're going to Wakanda. Yeah. To talk talk all (laughs) things Black Panther, both not just the movie, but the album that was released about a week before. Uh Um, And we are excited to get into it. It's... I saw some of the box office returns from this past weekend. I saw various numbers, but it did yeah. uh, it did well. Um, right, I want I think <laughs> Very over well. two hundred million. I think including yeah. like the holiday. Yeah, it's and confusing because there's like a three day box office and a four day box office mm-hmm. because President's Day and then the global box office. But yeah, I'm I'm seeing like two hundred plus million, uh, mm-hmm. maybe close to four hundred million globally. So yeah. pretty huge numbers. Exactly. So we kind of feel like. Most people saw it this past weekend, so I think we're gonna do some some spoilers ahead. Definitely spoilers. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Black Panther the movie, uh, go see it and then listen to this podcast. Yeah, but we feel like you know most of our audience this is in their wheelhouse, so we're just gonna get into it and let's just do it. Let's let's jump right in. Um, Jump in. This movie. Strap on that suit. Strap on that (sighs) necklace and suit up. I'm I'm wearing a mask right now. (laughs) Yeah. So. I feel like Black Panther just is a movie. It's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been hearing about this film for like the last 10 years, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. And I know it was trying to get like, I read that like Wesley Snipes wanted to do it in the 90s Ooh. and then ended up settling for Blade. Blade. Ooh. Not, not a bad. Um, I loved Blade and Blade 2. Blade 2. Blade 2 yeah. is legit. We'll Solid. save Blade talk for another yeah, pod. Yeah. But the buzz for this this Black Panther movie, I feel like especially over the last year, like the buzz has been relentlessly built and the marketing has been completely on point. They've done uh-huh. an amazing job at building this momentum. Yeah. Finally dropped this past weekend. Um, of course, it's the first Marvel movie centered on a black comic book character. The cast uh-huh. is predominantly black. And you know, that alone does it make makes it a, a watershed moment for the genre. Yeah. And so just background note on Black Panther, it was create the comic was created in July nineteen sixty-six during kind of the height of the civil rights movement. It was two months after the founding of the Black Panther Party, where it kind of got his name. And uh, this is the the 18th film produced by Marvel Studios, which I, mm-hmm. I was kind of, I thought it would be like, this is the 97th movie produced by Marvel yeah, Studios, yeah. given how many there like have it. been in the last 10 years. But the 18th one, so we Still both a good, saw solid this. number. Yeah, you saw this, uh, what, Thursday night, like at I 11 did, yeah. p.m.? Opening night. I saw a matinee showing. Had a little bit of a snafu missing my movie time. I gave you a right. crisis call. Um, <laughs> right. I'm just going to say, everyone listening, don't buy movie tickets in the time zone that you're not on. If the, if yeah. I just got screwed by this. Uh, you you bought tickets. yours while you were in California with your family and then uh, turned out to be three hours three late hour, for right. your movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I missed it and had to uh, quickly get a, a ticket for the next showing in the second row. So Oof. cost me some money, had to sit in the second row, but ha- had to get it done for the pod. So Yeah, got to um, do the pod. The pod moves forward. So, um, and I will say before we get into like the specifics of the movie itself, I think about a month ago, the Black Panther, I think they were showing another like big TV spot for it. I think it was during like the college football championship. Uh-huh. And I texted you, I was like, Hey, what if like Black Panther like isn't good? Because I feel like there's right. been this general consensus of like this is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. It's yeah. got a great director involved, really cool right. cast, cool character. Uh and I just I don't know, I felt like a lot of the TV spots, you know, they were impressive, but there were just moments where I was like, this is like a little too CG. Does it look mm. corny? I don't know. And I 
I had some reservations. Well, and that's that, we, uh, that college football championship game, the national championship. That's when Kendrick Lamar performed at halftime, and there was a mm-hmm. a big teaser, like a new trailer uh, right after, after his performance for Black Panther. And that's when you that's when you were kind of learning that he did the entire soundtrack album, and mm-hmm. uh, that all had come together. So yeah. Right, um, that was we're a, gonna get into. Yeah, big um, part of the marketing campaign. Totally. So directed by Ryan Coogler, who I think is kind of a perfect fit for this project. Yeah, um, definitely. He's as you noted before we started recording, he's right. only thirty one years old, but has already 31. made I think this is his third feature. He did Fruitvale it Station, is. Creed. And Creed. Yeah. Which is Creed. I, I rewatched that on a plane recently and it was my first time seeing it since theaters and Man, that is a rewatchable movie. I was it's a like really good movie. Yeah, really into Creed when I was watching it. I again. need to watch it again. Um, and I think also like Creed, you know, it, you could definitely tell in some of the combat scenes in Black Panther that that helped him. You know, the staging of those kind of sequences uh-huh. and that he's that he's done a boxing movie and things uh-huh. like that. Well, yeah, um, and uh, I wanted to mention he got a two hundred million plus dollar budget for this movie for Black Panther, which yeah, is big budget affair. I mean, yeah, a lot of faith in in his previous work, and uh, you know that he could deliver on something this huge, and obviously going to be a franchise and a uh, you know a big part of the the Marvel universe going forward. So, um, really cool that they gave such a young director this opportunity to take on this character, and a director who hasn't like. I don't think he's doing any like has any TV projects coming up. He's like, no, I'm doing movies. This yeah. is my lane, and it's it's I mean, it's refreshing to see. He's in, <laughs> yeah, and he's you know one of our most promising young directors. Yeah, um, out there. So this movie stars uh, Chadwick Bosman, who plays uh, Bozeman. Bozeman, Sorry. hey, Bose no, like pr- the headphones, the man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> T'Challa. Is the T'Challa, yeah. T'Challa black, slash Black Panther. Uh-huh. Uh, it has Lupita Nyong'o, who... Did she win an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave? Or she did. Nominated? Yeah, yeah. Best, best Supporting Actress. Um, uh, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, Kaluuya yeah. Get Out, nominated for Best Actor this year. Uh-huh. Uh, Sterling K. Brown plays a small part. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Andy Serkis, uh-huh. not playing a computer-generated ghoul, actually yeah. playing a flesh human being. <laughs> Yeah. which was interesting. Did you um, say Michael Michael B. Jordan? Oh, yeah, of course. Eric as, Killmonger? I love that, yeah, his name. <laughs> so he's the antagonist. Right. I love that his first name is like just Eric, but his last name Eric, is Kill, yeah. Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> Killmonger. I, oh, what's so, your name? And, yeah. yeah, a couple more. Uh, Letitia White, or Letitia mm-hmm. Wright, uh, who plays Shuri, uh, Black Panther's uh, mm-hmm. sister. I thought she was amazing. Angela Bassett plays their mother. Uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned Forrest Whitaker, Andy Serkis. Yeah, those are, that's pretty much like the, the main, uh, first line cast, but really amazing collection there. Some, some great actors. Yeah, totally. Some familiar faces, but also some people that you haven't really seen before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought the casting and performances across the board was, was really strong. And so I guess one of the first things to talk about the movie itself, it, it is, ambitious and it tries to tackle a lot of themes so yeah i know whether it's about privilege or just power and what to do with that power it's very political it's about loyalty family history there's definitely a heavier subtext in black panther than there are with most marvel films there's kind of this foreign policy angle injected into it that i did find interesting and of course felt of the moment um yeah also felt fresh that there was no kind of like love story uh, sure. There is some, you know, romance at the very end, but that really isn't a part of it. It's more that about, might be the 
the next one. Yeah, this was the origin story for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I did get, and I'm sure you got this vibe as well, but some Game of Thrones, not mm. just in like thematically, but also like in the set design and like yeah. certain meetings and the dialogue and just kind of, you know, people in positions of power and right. how, what the conflicts of interests are, what people's yeah. motivations are and things like that. I, I read that, uh, Daniel Kalea said that he did describe this as Marvel's Game of Thrones, which I okay. read after I sense. came up with that point. So yeah, like, like oh, important I... people in rooms talking are the, you know, the, the action, quote unquote, action scenes. Um, although there were a lot of really solid action scenes in this film. When this life is all I know. You fight for us. And I will be there beside you as we lie. I'm in too. You're going to need all the help you can get. So Wakanda is where the majority of the movie takes place, which is kind of this fictional African country. Uh, I read that Blade Runner was a big influence as far as like the world building, which is kind of, I mean, the go-to reference of like, you're building a new world. It's like, yeah, right, right. But I did, you know, given that massive budget that you mentioned earlier, uh, yeah, they really did go all out with building this immersive world that, um, you know, there's so much detail and I thought looked pretty, pretty amazing for the most part. It did. There were some moments that, you know, this, the computer generated effects were a little obvious, but yeah, a few, a few mediocre CGI moments, I thought. Right. But overall though, I mean, just kind of the architecture and the skyscrapers and, you know, the vehicles and the, the, the the wardrobe, uh, I thought was just, it was really cool and unique and it's, Again, refreshing to not so many of these comic book movies they take place in, you know, New York or San Francisco mm-hmm. or some major like just metropolitan city. This is like yeah. an entirely new world. Right. It was their opportunity. It's an entirely, you know, fictional world and, mm-hmm. and country that's sort of underground or whatever. So they had uh, the, you know, chance to just create from from nothing and and use the comic books as a source and use you know, African tribes and do a lot of research in the production design and costume design, as you said. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really cool. Great world building. I thought, um, and I wanted to mention the cinematography, uh, you were talking about like Blade Runner influences. Um, Mm -hmm. the cinematographer for this movie was Rachel Morrison, who, uh, this year became the first woman ever nominated for an Oscar for cinematography for Mudbound. So, oh, uh, I didn't know that. yeah, I'm really rooting for it. It'd be cool to see, uh, the first female, uh, you know, Oscar winner in that category. So, um, she also worked on Fruitvale Station and she did Dope, a uh, really cool movie and Cake. So mm-hmm. yeah, she's having a, a big up and coming, uh, few years here. Yeah. I read that Kugler, he, you know, kind of brought the band back together in the sense that he was using a lot of collaborators. Uh, yeah. He's using the past, whether Michael it's the cinematographer Jordan. you just mentioned. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan's been in every one of his movies. Yeah. I think he like used the same editor. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to work with people that you have confidence in, but also like good rapport and yeah. you know, you're spending a lot of time with people on whether it's on the set or pre or post-production. And he wanted, I think you got some like new blood involved in, in the comic book genre, which is, I think, yeah, a reason why it felt fresh in certain ways. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and, I w- and uh, the also the uh, the person who did the score, the um, the composer, 
mm-hmm. what is his name? I'm trying to find it. Um, Ludwig uh, Göransson, who yeah. apparently spent weeks in Senegal and other African nations trying to, you know, uh, just soak in a lot of the, uh, you know, instruments and sounds that come from some traditional African tribes. And I think a lot of those were, you know, recorded in that moment and used in the film. And that really came through in the score. I thought that along with the soundtrack, which we'll get to later, uh, really built this like just all encompassing sound world as much as the visual world was important. The sounds were very critical and, uh, you know, really established like where we were and uh, the fact that this was like an African American slash African story and. Uh, yeah, just that I thought that was a huge element to the movie that, you know, made it successful. Yeah. Another thing that I appreciated was how quickly they kind of told the exposition of the vibranium. It's in the very, you know, opening two minutes yeah. of, of the film. Like they could have the spent... opening credits were amazing. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie, honestly. They could have spent, you know, 20 minutes on that, but yeah. they decided to. And it was cool visually how they did that in kind of this uh-huh. almost what was it like, I don't know, like cartoonish, but it was very yeah. like sandy and, and it was, it was just a unique look and mm-hmm. they were able to really establish a lot of the story in a very short yeah, time. Yeah. Just frame. a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a very smart decision. Yeah. Um, so, so, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, you go what ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> you go ahead. How about um, neither of us go ahead and let's just end it. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. We're just going to go back and forth. All right. I'll like go you ahead. Had a question or something. Yeah. Um, so like, did you like this movie? We're, yeah, I guess we've been we setting it up. About it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's like get into it. Uh, what the movie itself? So I yeah. Did... What did you think? Overall... I haven't heard your opinion. Sure. Yeah. We we haven't disclosed. I did overall like it. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was a masterpiece, as some critics have called it. Yeah. But I thought it was very good. Um, really appreciated the ambition and yeah. You know, thematically had some jaw-dropping sequences. Right. Um, I've heard comparison, I was going to say, and I've, I've heard people mention this. Uh, I even think Kugler himself say that there is like some James Bond to mm. this movie. Okay. And, you know, so I was kind of looking for for elements that reminded me of that. And it's definitely kind of like the globe-trotting nature of the film. Like, uh-huh. it, yes, it takes place a lot in Wakanda, but they're in, you know, South Korea and there's parts in the U.S. And yeah. There is kind of the, this sense, yeah, of, of they're kind of like, the movie takes place all around the world. Sure. You know, there's the scene where uh, Black Panther, he's picking out his suit, like the gadgets, uh-huh. with kind of the, the Q-like character. Yeah, that was, was very much, yeah, his sister was very much a Q character. Totally. And that scene in the South Korean casino, I think my yeah. favorite end-to-end sequence, I mean, just an exhilarating fight sequence in the casino, and then there's yeah. the car chase. And that the shot song, of, um, the Pray For Me song was in there with uh, The Weeknd. Yeah, The Weeknd. Yeah. Kendrick. That shot of... um. Lupito Nyong'o's character, I, I believe it was her, like taking out her sp- her like spear or uh-huh. like vibranium spear or whatever, uh-huh. and then she's like you know taking out villains up on the top floor, uh-huh. and then she like leaps from that second floor back onto the casino floor, and the way the camera like tracks her all the yeah. way down, I don't know if you remember this specific yeah. moment, like really cool just uh, camera work, and I, I, I that was just like an awesome sequence, and then they get in the car, and, like the way that. I really liked how the Wakanda technology is kind of used throughout the yeah, movie, whether it's sure. like the holograms or like, you know, those vehicles that were used in that chase sequence, how yeah. the suit can like, so it kind of like is living and breathing in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the kinetic like energy this, sort of 
builds in yeah. it, and then he can sort of like expel the energy onto something. And apparently, the uh, Captain America shield has some has some vibranium in it also as the the metal blend. I didn't know that. I just learned that doing some research for this. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's cool too. I like the suit a lot. I thought it looked and and functioned very very well. Very efficient. Yeah. yeah. And it was, so it was cool to infuse those Bond-like elements. Yeah. That was, uh, like I That's said, a that good was point. I didn't think scene, about yeah. that. I lived my entire life waiting for this moment. I trained. I lied. I killed. Just to get here. I killed in America. Afghanistan. Iraq. I took life from my own brothers and sisters right here on this continent. And all this death, just so I could kill you. You know, I, I really, Michael B. Jordan's performance, which is getting a lot of acclaim. Uh, uh, you know, really? We mentioned he's, he's starred in every Coogler movie. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's, it, the villain itself, like what I thought was interesting about his character is that it was, you know, there was complexity there and like you kind of understand his his point of view in the sense like it wasn't a Mary, like he's a villain and all bad, like, right. you know, given his backstory. Oh, sure. Yeah. I understood what the power character. and privilege. Right. Right. And you know, he's, and maybe you didn't like this. I, I kind of did like it, like how kind of street he was like, you know, he's an American, yeah. he's an outsider from Wakanda, you know, he, the, his vernacular is like street and right. it's an interesting contrast between like the people of Wakanda who are very like proper and True. like, you know, there's where he's just like, sup punk you know or right, whatever and then right. then it's like this like cussing so I thought, and stuff yeah I, I, I didn't love his performance i mm-hmm. i have to say i thought it it not that i had any problem with the way he was talking or anything like that it was just sort of it felt kind of rigid to me and i just thought some of his dialogue and his his lines were just really uh contrived in a way mm-hmm. and i mean of course it's contrived it's a comic book movie and it's you know basing off characters that exist in another world but um i just i didn't love his performance and it kind of took me out of the movie at times and i really wanted to like him i think he's a really good actor but Mm -hmm. i i just didn't love him in this performance um let me get into i I thought the 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 female leads like lupita nyong'o uh danae Gorilla, Gorilla, excuse me for that pronunciation. I'm sure that's wrong. Uh, his sister and Angela Bassett, I mentioned. I thought they really stole the show and and kind of drove mm. the movie. Despite you know Black Panther, obviously Chadwick Boseman, the main character, Michael Jordan, the main uh, villain antagonist. Um, you know Forrest Whitaker. Those were those were solid performances. Also, I, I really loved uh, the female leads in the movie, and I I thought they really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I'm with you that I, I liked it, but didn't love it. Um, and I think this movie was hurt by the the hype machine behind it and the fact that so many people had written articles about it, had reviewed it. Uh, you know, everyone was saying it was yeah. the best. You know, a lot of people were saying it was the best. The review best. embargo was yeah. really like, I think like 10 days before, which is usually a sign of a, you know, when a Good movie, movie wants the, yeah. you know, the reviews that come out that early, it's a sign that, they're confident that right. critics are going to like it and it's going to only help, you know, turn out the opening weekend. But, but I yeah, think you do it, get kind of caught up in the hype of like, I hear, yeah. you know, some critics are like, this will it's change the, best the Marvel way. movie. Yeah. Or like this will change the way blockbuster. I mean, maybe in mm. certain ways it depends how you, 
how you want to look at that, but in like, you know, cultural phenomenon, like, sure. I don't know. I mean that we're still in, you know, opening weekend mode and it'll be interesting right. to see kind of like the lasting impact of this movie. But yeah, you do get, you know, when you, like we said, this hype has been building for so long and you do kind of get caught up in that and it almost inflates it, Yeah. It can almost like, you know, hurt your expectations yeah. and, and, and make you feel slightly disappointed. When well, cause if you go in into a movie, if you go into a movie and you're expecting a 10 out of 10 and it's an eight out of 10, then yeah, you're a eight little out bit are really good. Like, yeah, you're a little bit let down. It's like, well, right. that was, yeah, really good. But like, I liked Thor Ragnarok more. Um, and <laughs> you know, nobody, that was like, <laughs> I Spicy actually, take. as the movie ended, I was like, Thor was better. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um, I liked yeah. that more. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a little bit hurt by this hype machine. And there's an interesting thing going on with this movie, which uh, was something that also happened with uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi last year, where there's like this underground troll community of internet <laughs> losers that are like teaming well up, <laughs> teaming up to, uh, you know, kill or like, uh, you know, hurt the audience score. On yeah, Tomatoes taint the audience score and the put out the, fake news around. Yeah, yeah the IMDb score, and it's like, get a get a life, you know? Like, yeah, right. why why do you want to do this? I just don't understand this. This it's, it's a special I mean, kind of loser. Yeah, it's, it says a lot about where we are in in terms of society and uh, <laughs> trying to like put people down and you know steal the shine and it's just i just don't like that. how unhappy and, in your own life are you to take time out of your day to do right things like that like you could be doing anything with your life and you choose to be a troll come on yeah these like hidden reddit threads that were like we're all gonna give it a one out of ten and it's we'll gonna show them yeah hey, well it made 200 million dollars this weekend so I yeah think the trolls failed a little and then uh, what's funny yeah what's funny is all those people go to the theater and spend their 15 bucks and get their popcorn and and they are just driving it and it's like uh just mm-hmm. get your head together anyway um i was gonna say so it's at a yeah 97 percent of ron tomatoes right and i was actually i was looking at those the blurbs um after i saw it and it's actually interesting you know, I mentioned there were a few critics that said, you know, best Marvel movie, masterpiece level. And I would say most critics, though, you look at Rotten Tomatoes and that's, you know, 97 percent. It's not saying that 97 percent isn't it's saying not a five out of five. This this movie is 97 percent perfect. It's saying 97 right. percent of all critics recommend you go see it. And well, yeah, a lot of them are saying, you know, kind of more or less what we're saying, where, it, you know, it's ambitious and noteworthy. There's a lot to admire, but it doesn't always succeed. And mm-hmm. I do think for, you know. There's many like interesting choices and how fresh it feels. It does kind of get trapped within the comic book genre at times. Like, I mean, I saw some people say you've never seen anything quite like it. Like, yeah, to an extent, but I kind of I don't know. A lot of these themes have been explored, you know, (laughs) outside of this genre, and it it did feel like it followed a template in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, I I would say it was kind of predictable in a sense. and you know just kind of the full narrative arc of yeah, the movie. Yeah. It definitely and, was predictable. I was I was hoping something was going to happen that I didn't expect but it it didn't really didn't come to fruition. Sure. Like Star Wars Last Jedi like that's an unpredictable yeah. <laughs> blockbuster in a way. I mean that really took like twists and turns not to like compare it to that but you know to the two biggest blockbusters of the last 4 months and I think um that movie took took more chances and I just mm-hmm. leaving the theater like I enjoyed myself like it was well paced over two hours, but didn't really I wouldn't say they, you know, needed to cut too much length. It tells a lot of story. Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't drag. It was exciting. Much imp- like leaving the theater, like within like 10 minutes, I like 
wasn't thinking of it in a way. I don't know. Right. Like, it doesn't. No, I felt the is, same way. Yeah, like very entertaining, um, a fun time at the theater. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, just didn't have, and you know, this could evolve, um, you know, over the next few weeks, but it didn't have kind of like as much lasting impact as I thought it would have had. Well, the cultural significance is, totally. is you, you know, cannot be overstated. It's so mm-hmm. big for, you know, I've heard of, uh, some, some of the, uh, characters or some of the actors in the movie and some people involved have been like buying out theaters in inner cities for you know underprivileged kids to go see and obviously uh you know african americans and then globally uh you know africa and and black people all around the world they're gonna love seeing this movie uh just you know people that they can relate to and and identify with portrayed on screen you know it just doesn't happen that often that uh, it's almost an entirely black cast a black director who's young you know it's uh, awesome that sort of a hip-hop soundtrack totally yeah yeah, the minority driven yeah whether it's the director the cast the story and it's awesome and especially given yeah the budget that he had and how big this movie has become um yeah just that in and of itself is like a lot of a legacy but we're just talking about the movie itself and what was on screen and those two plus hours we spent yeah we're just trying to analyze it from a perspective of did you enjoy the movie yeah and like how much did you were you emotionally impacted by us right by it and i will say though i am excited for the sequel which obviously there will be at least one or two sequels where they kind of open up vibranium to like the rest of the world as shown in that end credit scene i'm curious to kind of see the mid credit scene yeah the mid credit scene (laughs) total end credits and i think a sequel could be great and i think cougar it would be awesome if coogler directed like the next two if he made this like his own trilogy his franchise yeah yeah and he's i mean completely qualified and like i said kind of a perfect fit for it for sure i am looking forward to so i i would give my overall rating i know yeah we give him some criteria critiques here i would still give it I will right now I'm at a 7.9 out of 10 so still that's, very positive is that yeah what, I was don't tell me that's your exact no no I was at like a 7.7 7, so okay. right yeah. there like you know you could call it an 8 if you want to 8 out of 10 or if you want to you round know, up. just under 8 uh mm-hmm. that's how I felt about it and that's kind of where the the user score is on Rotten Tomatoes not that I buy into that obviously as I stated earlier but I think uh I think I'm not alone and we are not alone in in feeling slightly underwhelmed by it um not that not to say it wasn't you know enjoyable and not to say you shouldn't go to the theater to watch it and support it i think you should you're telling me that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit why don't you ask him yourself because he's right outside (laughs) bingo My king. Stop it. The Black Panther lives. I will say, before we, we move on to the album... I have a few other I think things we had, to say. Yeah. Well, so, I sat in the second row in this movie because I got yeah. screwed around with the ticket signs, which wasn't, like, the most enjoyable second row. There's a reason why it's the last, you know... Right. The only thing ticket, left. Yeah, the, available. This woman sitting next to me, just, like, it was one of these instances where she felt the need, like, she thought... Like she was in her living room and yeah. every, like not even whispering, like just <laughs> verbally, audibly just reacting Talking. to like everything. Yeah. Like, oh man, that was crazy. Like, it's like, 
I was so close. Like I tried to do these like subtle like look over. Or, oh like, yeah, the being, subtle like, look over. I can and then the full turn. You got to give the full turn. You like yeah. just come on. <laughs> yeah. Have some respect. Like right. No one. There is any single person in this theater who wants to hear you right now or want to yeah. watch the movie. So that was something that I don't know. Maybe. If I didn't sit next to this woman, this would have been an 8.3 episode or not. You know, like she. No, it does. It can taint your experience totally. I mean, that's what I say when we were doing our top 10 list. I was like, it's really hard to do this because a lot of factors go into just your experience and how you felt in the theater watching a movie. I mean, it could be as much as like you had to pee or you like you had you were you were hungry. You know, it's like little things go into your enjoyment of a film. But right. anyway, yeah. And of course, I, I want to separate that. Like, it's not gonna right, that, right. Like, we're we're judging the movie. Itself, <laughs> these sure. are just like you know. No, this is more like factors. film theory. We're talking <laughs> film theory now, and uh, you know, I had a similar experience in my theater. Uh, it's a phenomenon similar to the living room thing you mentioned, talking. With the leather reclining seats that are so prevalent nowadays, yeah. people feel the need to take their shoes off. Oh wow! And just kick them right off and and sit up and curl up in I haven't experienced your... this. this oh, maybe a Californian thing. I don't know. They probably maybe think, you yeah know, like, oh, at the beach, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've experienced it a couple times uh, in the past year or so. And um, my girlfriend Natalie was sitting next to me, and the girl next to her, you know, propped her feet up. You know, everyone's reclining, but. She took her feet off, or her shoes off, and her her socks were stinky, and like really took Natalie out of the movie. And I was like, God, like you're not in your living room. Like this is not your home. Keep your yeah. shoes on. Just have awareness that I know there are it's strangers like, oh. around you, and like let's just be respectful. So and people that do that on flights also kill me. I, I can't get over that. Uh, it's worth mentioning, getting back into the movie, uh, just a few more quick minutes on this. Um, it's worth mentioning that uh, Ryan Coogler also wrote the movie, um, mm. along with uh, Joe Robert Cole, who who wrote a lot of uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson and co-produced that, which obviously had Sterling K. Brown in it. But So there are a lot of like connections here, but the fact that Coogler you know, co-wrote this movie and he wrote Fruitvale Station and Creed. Like this guy is an unbelievable 31 year old auteur, like writer, director -director. combination. It's just remarkable. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to ask you, do you think Michael Jordan's been lifting? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that dude is jacked. I mean, mean, he was jacked in Creed. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get on the Michael B. Jordan workout. Right. And also tattoo my body and all my murders. Yes. All the scars, (laughs) all the scars. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, does he uh, even lift? Right. He does, in fact, lift. <laughs> lift. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. Uh, Do you want to get into the 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 album? Yeah. So let's, let's um, keep the Black Panther theme going. It's interesting. This. Uh, so this album called Black Panther: The Album, music from and inspired by, uh, was released on February 9th. So basically week a week the before the movie came out. Um, some of the singles, uh, all the stars. Uh, with SZA had come out early, yeah. and the King's Dead and yeah, there were like King's four Dead, the weekend track before. "Pray for Me" came out yeah. like a week before, but the entire album dropped a week before the movie. Uh, this album was quote unquote curated by Kendrick Lamar, which is a perfect mm-hmm. word for it because he he sort of uh, brings all these artists together. He's on every track, all fourteen songs. He is Different on ways. Yeah, yeah, he's some of them. It's only him. Only actually one or two of those. Um, most of them he's featured or does like a verse or, uh, you know, the yeah, chorus, like the hook. Whisper, chant. Yeah, like just, yeah. His voice is 
strung throughout, like, and his touch is, is everywhere on the album. And I think it's, again, showing the diversity of how Kendrick can be used as an artist. Um, yeah. He doesn't need to dominate a song to have his footprint on it. Uh-huh. And it, so it was put out by Top Dog Entertainment, which is yeah, the, label. the label, um, you know, Kendrick is on, and also Black Hippie, which is the group featuring J-Rock, Schoolboy Q, Ab Soul, um, and they're mm-hmm. they're all featured on this album at some Saudi. point. There's a new team Saudi, yeah, he's signing, and oh, he's, okay. he's got a good verse on on X or Ten, which yeah. we're gonna get into. And so, love that SZA yeah. also is with Top Dog, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. So <laughs> Kugler, Ryan Kugler, the director, chose Kendrick Lamar. Basically, you know, obviously Kendrick Lamar, like the most recognizable name in hip hop nowadays. But he said Kugler has been quoted as saying like it wasn't really about that it was just about the artistic uh expression that Kendrick is able to you know portray on an album and he just loves the way his work <clears throat> feels more like a piece of art rather than an album and similar to Kanye West you know um just the albums are are more than in a piece of music it's it's a collective piece of work and he Kugler thought that really aligned with uh you know the artistic theme of of black panther and what he was going for so that was cool that um and apparently i read that he um yeah i was gonna say that originally kendrick was only gonna do like a few songs for it but then upon seeing kind of an early cut of the movie decided he wanted to just be involved in the entire soundtrack (laughs) are you reading from my notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah was that your next note that was exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) perfect yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. no 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 not at all um so yeah i i so this album came out last Friday, as we said. I have pretty much exclusively listened to this album since it came out. I mm. I can't get away from it. It's just so good. Like uh, last night, I was driving home. I had a long drive, so I listened to the thing from from start to finish again. And mm. it's just every song is dynamic and has like a different element to it and brings something to the table. Yeah, and this is just like for sure it's a remarkable collection of of work like it's just it's just an amazing album i think mm, how do you wow, feel yeah. about it it has a very yeah modern hip hop sound i would say you know 2018 you know whether it's the sound of like the drums and synthesizers and electronics and you know used but it has this african influence which obviously ties into the movie very well right. i think the album's really well sequenced um definitely it, you know from track to track there's all these kind of like little interludes and atmospheric touches that seamlessly blend one track into the other. Definitely. Um, I, I do love the, the album art on this. I wanted to point out just the simplicity mm-hmm. of like, it's just all black. There's no text and it's just like the cowl or necklace that yeah. black Panther wears. And it, it just right. ties in well with hip hop that it looks like a diamond chain, you know, which is obviously a big part mm-hmm. of, you know, hip hop fashion and culture. I really love, yeah, the album art and the album itself. Um, do definitely really like i it reminded me of remember when dr dre did his compton lp a few years ago which was released as like the soundtrack to straight out of compton yeah which was a pretty big deal at the, deal at the time a lot uh the reason why i mean because it's a dr dre album and he hadn't put out anything in a, in a long very long time but you know black panther the album this is a combination of taking the hottest rapper on earth and pairing him with one of the more buzzed about movies in the last few years and i feel like if any other rapper was involved in curating the soundtrack we our reaction would have been like why didn't kendrick do it like he was uh, yeah meant to do this similar to how yeah. kugler was meant to direct the movie uh so yeah i wanted to kind of point out that comparison of dre and also just this is a layup for kendrick like he was 
made, I mean, he's born to, you know, make amazing music and albums as right. he does. And in this soundtrack, well, this is the, this is the one for him. So you say it's a layup and I, it, you know, I can't disagree with you really, because if anybody can handle such a task, it's him, but um, it, it wasn't a guarantee that it was going to be good. And, yeah. When you're um, using this many different artists and things. Yeah. Can get, um, yeah. Like he like obviously it, had his, his, uh, you know, fingerprint on every single song. So he was going to approve and make sure everything sounded good and up to his, you know, standards. But, you know, there's no guarantee that when you bring all these artists together that it's going to work out and that some of the songs, I was expecting at least a few of the songs to be like, oh, whatever, you know, that's that's not great. But mm-hmm. there's really not one song that is skippable like oh this song's trash like i'm just gonna move on to the next one it's mm-hmm. i want to buy this vinyl when it comes out i actually already <laughs> looked for it uh, I, I went to one of the shops in long coming. beach yeah because yeah. it's it's an album that you can put on and sit down and enjoy the entire thing and you know pre-game to or whatever you want to do um yeah. but it just has it just has like a great flow to it as you mentioned and and works well all the way through so you want to talk about a few specific tracks? I mainly just want let's get to let's get to X or 10, let's get to X is, first. Uh, yeah, let's just, <laughs> song of the right, summer. Song of the summer. It, summer is even here, and it's the song of the summer. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, so this is as we like to say, certified banger. Banger is one. One yeah. of my favorite tracks of the year so far. Probably my favorite. I know you texted. It's your favorite track of the year. It's probably mine too. Give me <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, definitely yeah. There's so been far. some other good stuff, but it, if here's what I'll say about X or ten. I don't know if it's. 10 you know it's roman numeral x but if this song was released while we were both in college we we wouldn't have any furniture because it all would have been burned to the ground (laughs) like i i actually get like frightened thinking of like this song being available during our college years because i mean i also like i was transported also to our living room uh (laughs) just thinking about playing this song it's funny you say that so in x i i so let's break it down a little bit. The hook, just the way Kendrick kind of sings this hook and they add that like slight distortion to his voice uh-huh. and his, how he like literally goes up when he's saying like, go up, go up, go. And then when the drums drop and the yeah. hook, are you on 10 yet? And there's like this really cool, I don't know if you noticed this, like listening to it with headphones, there's some cool um, like left ear, right ear panning with like, yeah. you know, he'll, his voice will be in, you know, just the left and then the right. And it kind of goes Yeah, he does a forth. lot of that. Nice touches. Uh, there's yeah. verses from Two Chains, who uh, has has a, a really good verse. Uh, the new TDA uh, signing Saudi, who has like a Saudi. nice, yeah, uh, like African kind of Jamaican, almost like reggae vibe. Yeah, I think I, works I love his verse, the first verse of the song. Schoolboy Q, who I'm actually not a big fan of. Like I just his voice, like I don't know, it reminds me of like Fred Durst or something. Mm. Like, like Limp Bizkit. Like yeah, it's he a little like, high pitched. Yeah, yeah, and just like punkish. But I. I, he works well on this track and with yeah. the beat and Kendrick, you know, coming in on every course. Well, when you have Kendrick awesome Lamar track. doing a doing a sick hook for you, it's like it's kind of hard, hard to, to mess up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah totally. and the beat the beat of this song is so amazing. I, There's I just some love yeah, it. interest like interesting like sonic things happening in the background. Like when the yeah. track first starts, there's like this like almost like waning like siren. It's hard to even mm. describe mm-hmm. what's happening when he mm-hmm. first comes on the track. And then, uh, yeah, like when the drums hit and the "Are You on Ten and I live on ten. Like this yeah. is gonna be like I want to wear a shirt that says like I live on ten. I'm sure I've been be. saying that like all week. <laughs> it's a mantra for your life. Like if you're yeah. not on ten, like what are you doing? Like you know, I texted, I texted you while you know when I thought you were gonna be out of the movie, and I said, "Are you on ten yet?" <laughs> yeah, I, I live, live on, on ten. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. What are some of your other like 
favorite tracks or things that stood out? Pray For Me, I think is a really good song. I think it's the first time The Weeknd and Kendrick Lamar have teamed up for a track together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. And it's used in the movie in that club fight scene. I thought that was really, really well done. And I do wish there was more... Like I was waiting for X to drop in this movie. I, knew I know, there was like an off too. chance. Like, I thought I it might be the credits song, actually, I know, but it's I a little, was... it's a little too like hip hoppy. It makes sense that it was. There's a lot um, of like f bombs, all the, the stars, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I, I was, I had the same thought. I was like, man, if the end credits hit and it's like, you know, right in the beginning of X, like I'm gonna, that's gonna elevate this whole. Oh movie yeah, for me, <laughs> I know what I think, and it didn't happen, but I can right. still listen to X, you know, all day. So yeah, but um. All the Stars with SZA, as I, I mentioned earlier, is a really good song. That song has a lot of traction and uh, becomes sort of the radio early radio hit from this album. Uh, has a video to it. The video is not amazing, but um, it's a really good song. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually a fan of that. I I don't know. I find that song to be just like a little. I love I like SZA a lot. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. how I feel about Kendrick, but it's um. It feels a little like tame to me, and, and like, it's generic. it's and, like, a pop both, song. Yeah, yeah, it's very. I mean, they much... had to put like one or two pop songs on here. Right, right, right. And then I um, think that it's that and and pray for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, King's Dead, uh, mm-hmm. featuring J Rock, Kendrick, Future, and James Blake. That's an amazing song. Like I, <laughs> J-Rock I didn't has a really good verse on it. Yeah, J Rock's verse is awesome. I didn't love it at the first time I listened to it, but as I've, it's really grown on me. And I saw the video for it, which came out yeah. like two or three days too. ago. That's I really good. like that video. It's like really Kendrick's clean. like in the tree. Like yeah, like, he just he's in a palm tree at the beginning, right. just like sitting there doing his verse. And uh, I really like the shots where there it's uh, J Rock or it's Future on the lowest building and then j-rock on a building slightly higher up and then kendrick on the top building just like Mm -hmm. somewhere in la and they're just like panning back and forth between the three buildings like stairs sort of i I thought it was really cool and and inventive um futures uh verse in that there is there is a moment in his verse where he goes like all falsetto and he's like it's like like, dude get this guy a cough drop (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of like uh it was like a three six mafia you know uh homage in a way Um, yeah it was funny though Another good um, track is The Ways, I, I, yeah. which is, I think, right after X, and it has this it kind is. of tropical feel. It seems to be kind of a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of the singles released. It has features Khalid and Sway Lee, who's from mm-hmm. uh, Ray Smurda, or however you pronounce the, the rap duo that uh, he's a part of. I right. like that one, too. Yeah, me too. I also wanted to shout out the the, the use of flute yeah. on, uh, on Big Shot. Yeah. You know, taking that trend, you know, with, um, what was it called, uh... Future Percocet Perc- mask off, uh, mask off, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right. And has been used in you know a lot of other hip hop, and it's 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 like very flute focused uh-huh. that track. And yeah, has some. Hey, it's a nice beat. Travis Scott's on it as well. He does a yeah. pretty good verse. Um, and after you see the movie, you kind of pick up more on the you know I am T'Challa, like the things happening in the back, and like let's or welcome to Wakanda. You know, like things that when I listened to the album before I saw the movie, I just wasn't really like noticing or picking up on, but yeah, that's the, the two, yeah, the two just really like complement each other. And it's like this, it becomes this one piece of work, I think. And I, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I, I think th- I like the album more than I like the movie. Well, and yeah, I mean, that like just, it. yeah, that just maybe, you know, I can take it with me and I can drive with it and I've listened to it multiple times already. And it's just, you know, something that I can and live with and, you know, experience whenever I want. Um, so maybe that's what's doing it. But 
I don't know. I just think uh, to me, it's, it sounds it's like weird. it had more of an impact on you and it was more like fully realized and kind of just end to end as a piece of art. Yeah. Do you want to wrap things up? I think we we kept it uh, at about you know shorter than our average episode, which we were kind of trying to go for, making it all about one subject. But yeah, um, we can wrap it up there. I think I could go a little bit longer, but I mean, we're just you know getting a little long winded here, and I think we did a good job of capturing our feelings about the movie and the the album. So yeah, let's call it quits. So that's going to do it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much as always for listening. We're going to be back soon with a all Oscars preview, breaking down all the major categories, who we think is going to win, who should win, general thoughts, Wow, we think Jimmy Kimmel is going to do. Is there going to be some insane moment like Moonlight La La Land last year? So we're really looking forward to that and look for that one to drop um, pretty soon after this one. No, this isn't a joke. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It brings back memories. Great clip from last year's Oscars. Thanks so much for listening. As always, talk to you soon. Thank you.